Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's Dina Calmetti here. And for today's program, I have Susan Davis with me again. And we're going to talk about kind of a part two series to how to be a friend with God. Susan, are you there? Hi, Dina. I'm back. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's one of my favorite subjects. And you were telling me before we jumped on the air here that Mm -hmm. you have a testimony to share about intimacy with God. Well, I do, in fact. And uh, yes, I want to share it because I think I will be able to relate to a lot of people on this subject. Only because I think that just like everybody else, uh, you know, life is very busy. Um, I had a very busy career orientation uh, before I got, God pulled me away from all that and put me into this ministry work. I was very focused on worldly things, uh, career. Now I did my church piece, you know, so I had, I thought I had that covered. But um, I was really just so ridiculously busy that I I thought that I could allot time for God. Now, I know some people would think this is crazy, but I would put a CD in my car as I commuted around and listened to it, and that was my God piece. At least that's what I thought. And uh, I couldn't have, it couldn't have been further from the truth, but... Um, I was listening to the CD one day, and I heard the person on the CD say that God wanted to be our friend. And I, I don't know, but that touched my heart so much, just that alone. And I thought, wow, God wants to be our friend. And at that moment, then something triggered in me, and I decided, you know, I want to be his friend, too. And I decided that I would do whatever it took to facilitate a friendship with God. And I thought, well, how do you go about doing that? And, you know, obviously this is not something I'm hearing from our church or anything. Sadly, it was a lukewarm church now looking back. But so at this point, I decided to change things up and Well, instead of watching TV during lunchtime, I turned the TV off and I started to read my Bible more. And I endeavored to do a little fasting and things of those nature. And I just tried to trim back my crazy schedule and insert more of God. Amen. And, you know, what happened was God showed up. It was like the scripture promises that if you draw close to the Lord, he will draw close to you. And I started to notice that there were things going on that could only be attributed to God coming into my life in some amazing way. And um, so I thought, wow, there has to be something to this. And so what happened was I started to trim back more stuff. It was like, okay. I think we can cut some more stuff out of here and I'll be a little more focused on the Lord. And so that's exactly what I did. I started to eliminate uh, television altogether. I know some people are like, wow, that's really far out. But it was an experiment I thought I was running. Actually, it was God who was pulling me to himself. But at the time, (laughs) I thought, you know, okay, I don't really need this so badly. I, 
I'm going to spend more time with the Lord. And so I started to trim back even more uh, of my worldly stuff. Once again, uh, the experiment paid off because God began to show up a lot more. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And so what happened basically was I began to see that God was a, a real person and was really uh, inviting me more into his world. And he was, you know, showing me how real he was through various ways. And at the end of it all, you know, I can say that I got to a point instead of like giving God a little time at the front end, you know, like, oh, I'm going to do my little God piece. I got towards, I got to the point where, you know, I'm throwing off so much stuff. It's like, how much can I get rid of? I don't need this. I don't need these hobbies <laughs> over here. I just need more of God. And so I got to a point where I was throwing so much stuff out of my life to replace it with God that he was showing up so big in my life that I never wanted to go back. And I've never gone back. I've never thought, oh, I miss those hobbies or I miss that television. Uh, no, I'm just really glad that I have more of God in my life. And so that's really kind of my testimony about that. But Amen. I really wanted to share that with people because people say, oh, I don't have time for God. Well, you don't have time for God because you don't make time for God. And uh, I think you can make time for him. That's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know um, even with me, if it takes getting up a little bit earlier to have that much more time with him, then it needs to be done. Or going to bed earlier and before you go to bed, you spend the last... 30 minutes with, you know, before you, you know, put your head on the pillow, you talk to God, you spend that time with him. Um, and eliminating things like just like what you're what you were saying, eliminating the TV. Also, there's nothing like prayer. There's nothing like the word of God. Nothing is going to replace that. Yes, we need the teachings and and things like that. But um, his word and prayer is just so important. And like you were saying, and like what the Bible says, if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. He sees every attempt that we make, every sacrifice that we make to spend that time with him. And eventually our desires will change and we'll want more of him. Just like what happened with you, Susan. Yeah, and I really, I really want to share a little something with uh, everybody that I think is going to really uh, lift your spirits. Uh, some may already know this story, but uh, there's a guy named Tommy Tenney who's written a book called God Chasers, that kind of thing. And uh, these are great books that he does. Um, he inspired the movie uh, One Night with the King which is about Queen Esther from his books and awesome writings. Awesome movie. Awesome movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. But um, so anyway, uh, there was a little story he writes. It's uh, He's a pastor, and uh, he was invited to speak uh, in another city to a group, and the pastor over there was, I think he was, I know somebody would correct me, but I think he was Japanese, but I'm not really sure. 
But uh, before Tommy Tenney went to speak to the group, that pastor's secretary made a point to call Tommy Tenney's secretary and ask him about all the things that he really liked. And uh, things like, you know, what was his favorite candy or chocolate? What did he like to drink as far as soft drinks and, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so they made a point to get this list from his secretary, okay? So when he got to his hotel room, the play, it was full of all the things that his favorite things that he likes, right? That's I mean, awesome. can you imagine you come into a hotel room and there's all your favorite stuff is waiting That's for awesome. You. Yes. And so uh, he goes on to tell the story that later the man, his daughter was getting married and he wanted Tommy to, to officiate the wedding, right? Mm-hmm. And he had no problem. He hopped the plane and went right over there because he was so impressed with the, the care that these people gave him. Now, what does this whole thing mean? The reason the story is important is we can do the same for God. We can create an environment that is inviting to God. And I started to look at it from that point of view. How can we create an inviting environment for God? And, you know, that's by putting more of uh, more trivial things that we involve ourselves in and giving that time to God and just, uh, you know, getting more into his word and really focusing on what he's trying to express to us through his word. So when I started to look at things like that, I wanted to create an environment that was uh, would bring more of God into my life. And. I have to say, I, I don't, I've never been disappointed by anything I've ever attempted. I mean, God is always showing up. Amen. And I just wanted to share that story. And his presence is amazing. And thank you, Susan, for sharing that story. But there was something else that uh, we talked about, and that is, um, and it's a form of how God communicates with us. And it's not the only mm-hmm. form. We cannot put him in a box. But it's the word of God. And I know that there's a lot of people out there. I don't know if they don't have the full understanding of the word of God. I don't think anybody. I mean, I am sure, you know, theologians and pastors and, you know, whoever, no matter how much they study the word of God, they're still going to need and want more because the word is alive. Always. Always. Yeah, but there's some people out there that they have a hard time picking up the word and reading it because they don't understand it. So, Susan, what what can you tell us about that? And what can they do to um, help them better understand the word of God, his main communication that he uses to speak to us? Yeah, I love this topic because um, I can really speak about it from a perspective of someone who originally, you know, I would pick up the Bible and I would read it and I thought it was just a bunch of gobbledygook. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. I would look at it and go, I don't know what I just read. You know, it was just, it was difficult. And I, I think we all come from this perspective that we just got to get in there and read as much as we can, as fast as we can. And like, you'll read, you know, several chapters 
okay, I read it and you put it down. It's like, what did I just read? I don't even know what I just read. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't think that's the point here. And that's what I tell people all the time. Um, the point is I tell people read, tr- uh, you know, discipline, which is discipleship, uh, to attend to read daily. If you can set aside time every day to do it. I know it's tough, but just, just, focus on doing that but if you say i'm going to read three chapters a day because three is kind of it's a good bite but it's not like you know going i don't remember what i just read three chapters is really good uh but you want to read for quality and not quantity exactly and um that's what i really promote and here's one thing you know there are chapters that I have read that I've just like, they just go right over my head. And instead of reading three different chapters, I may read that one chapter three times. Amen. And by the third time, God downloads it into my mind and I get it. I get it. It's like, wow, I didn't get it the first two, but the third time it hit me. And I just want to say this about the Bible. I love the Bible because I hear, sadly, I hear so many people saying, well, I read the whole Bible, and like that's it. You just read the whole Bible, and that's it. And it's like, no, this is a living book. It gives and gives and gives, and uh, it doesn't quit giving. It's alive because mm-hmm. the the book from the front to the beginning, from Genesis to Maps, I'll, I'll say, is all about Jesus essentially, and it is the Word. He is the Word. And so the thing about the Bible is you can read a certain section. You can read that thing seven times. And on the seventh turn, God is going to open that up to you because it's your day to understand that particular part of the Bible. Now, there's no rhyme or reason to this, except it's all God. And, And the Bible is like an onion. That has many layers and you just keep peeling it back and i love to talk about the bible because actually the new testament talks about the old testament and the old testament talks about the new testament so they <laughs> need to support each other that's right and there's so many scriptures in the new testament that support what happened in the old testament and vice versa and so you can't just quit reading one part of the bible and think okay i've done that piece and so you've got to go back because it's kind of a bounce back. If you go to the Old Testament, read the New Testament, go back to the Old Testament, like, oh, you get something in the New Testament you didn't understand because you didn't understand the Old Testament. That's right. And, but the thing is, for me, the biggest high point of getting the Bible was when I finally, through blind faith, I say blind faith will open the spiritual eyes because... When we make a surrender to the Lord and give our will over to the will of the Father, which is a privilege that was earned for us by what Jesus did on the cross for us. Amen. We have that privilege to move back into the will of the Father, which which was lost for us in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned, and they brought a whole cursing upon all of us. And so we were born into a curse. 
And that curse was what the devil said back in the in the Garden of Eden. He said to Eve, he said, you will be as gods and uh, be as God. And what did he mean? He meant that they would have their own will, like God has his will. And that was a fail. That's a big fail. And we can see the experiment has failed. Yep. <laughs> it came into a bunch of sin and horrible stuff, and we see the end result. But the thing is, Jesus paid the price. We have the privilege to move into the will of the Father through surrender of our lives back to God. Amen. And when we make that full surrender, the Holy Spirit, we invite the Holy Spirit to come in and fill us with that full oil lamp, not just the uh, partially filled lamp of the five virgins. We want the full lamp. That is uh, that lamp is full with the oil of the Holy Spirit, who is the Holy Spirit. So when we invite him into our life and we get that fullness, what happens is he comes in and he opens up that Bible like it's never been opened before. And I can testify to that because, like I said, when I first started reading the Bible, I thought it was a bunch of nonsensical stuff. Not to be disrespectful, but honestly, it didn't make sense to me. And whenever I made that commitment to the Lord, um, I would sit down and read the New Testament and just weep over it. Yes. I mean, I would just sit there and weep over the words. And I knew that it was a move of the Holy Spirit. Um, I, I can't even remember going into this pastor at the time. And I would sit there and I go, when I read the Bible, I just weep over it. I said, do you ever do that? And he would just go, no. <laughs> well, that's a but, problem. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just really about the heart. It's about the heart and the heart change that we can't do for ourselves, but only the Holy Spirit can do at our permission. We have to give him permission. He never forces himself on anybody. It's not a force thing. It's a, it's an invitation, and it, you either accept the invitation or you deny access to the Lord. I hope that this has spoken to you, whoever you are out there. Maybe this is just for you, that you will accept that invita invitation today. Amen. Amen. Today is the day of your salvation. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of people wait, think they can wait until the last minute to get this under the wire, but I don't recommend doing that because uh, you don't want to look back and think, wow, I spent my life playing on the swing set in my backyard instead of going to the amusement park. I agree with Susan. Do not wait any longer to receive this invitation from him. The bottom line is, you know, he, yes, he is coming back. But we don't know when our last day will be, when our last hour will be. And uh, this takes us to the next thing, Dina, which is um, a lot of people are being lied to by the enemy and listening to the lies of the enemy about themselves and believing that they're not good enough to have a intimate relationship or connection to God. There couldn't be anything more uh, a lie than that because... That's straight uh, from the pits of hell. Exactly. <laughs> that is straight the from the pits of hell. <laughs> and the reason people need to understand this is God created 
each one of us to be his personal companion. And how sad that most people never realize this and um, understand that. But this life was not meant to be lived alone apart from God. This life, just like when in the garden they would walk with uh, God in the cool of the day, the scripture says, we were meant to be intimate companions with the Lord and to walk this life along with him. So that when you have to go to the store and get something at the grocery, you know, God is with you and you can talk to him and you can have an exchange with him. And even if you don't happen to hear his voice, you know, he's there because just like when Dina was uh, waitressing at the one um, restaurant and she had been talking to the Lord all week. And then this guy writes this beautiful note to her. Uh, which was exactly what she had been saying to the Lord all week, that he was amazing. And the guy said on the receipt that you, God says you are amazing. Yes. Well, that was an absolute confirmation. I do uh, have a testimony about the store, though. He does show up in stores. (laughs) It's just a very quick one, if I can just interject it. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. (laughs) So when I was a baby Christian again, he, um, I was going through a really hard time. I um, had moved away. I'd moved from one state here to Oregon and I was living with somebody um, in the spare room and um, I was with my sister that day. I didn't even, the, even the car that I was driving was not my own. I had to borrow the car. So I didn't have any money. I, you know, I didn't really have a home. And so I go to the store with my sister one day and I'm walking, I leave her in the car you know, I just went in to go and get uh, a drink, a soda. I can't remember what it was. And I'm walking down the aisle and um, I hear this voice, uh, chin up, Jesus loves you. And so I look around and I'm like, okay, now I'm hearing things. Because this is the first time I heard the voice of the Lord. Like, okay, now I'm hearing things. I'm like, all right, whatever. I go, I pay <laughs> for my drink. I get back in the car And my sister's sitting next to me and she says, I have a message for you from Jesus. And I'm like, what? She says, he wants you to start walking with your head up, with your chin up. And he wants (laughs) you to know that he loves you. (laughs) That is called confirmation. That's called confirmation. And I love it. I love the way the Lord works. In fact, he often does this. I mean, he has his own style of communication, and it's many and varied, correct, Dina? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And you'll start to uh, be sensitive to it once you start to move into this love relationship with the Holy Spirit, making a full commitment. And let me give a quick example that comes to mind. Sure. Uh, I was at a baseball game with my son who was a little leaguer and he was playing and a little boy uh got really sick at the game was you know (laughs) he was not doing well and so I grabbed my son's water bottle which was you know unused and took over to him and I said would he like some of this water and the mom was really happy to get the water bottle well we had to head out early so we went to the car And my son had one of these Christian uh, kid-type CDs in our car, Mm -hmm. a CD player, and I turned it on. You're not going to believe this. The 
first it was positioned so that the first thing that was said from the CD was the scripture about if you so much as give a cup of water to a child. Amen. And I was like, wow. I couldn't believe it. It was so incredible. Amen. I was like, this is how God works. And that's called confirmation. And it's it's really, I mean, some people refer to it as the God wink. Um, it's really just being in... Uh, when you're close to the Lord, the scripture says, if you follow the Lord closely, these things will follow. And that's really just kind of what it is. It's just the miraculous supernatural of God showing up because, by the way, our closest friend is supernatural. Amen. Right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. He is incredible. Yeah, God is awesome. And he absolutely um, is you know, somebody that we can trust. And if we make a decision to pursue him, he's not going to let us down. And he will send people to confirm his word. He'll send, I mean, I've even opened scripture up just point blank and, and looked down at a verse and it was exactly what I needed to hear at the time. And I've had that happen several times and I don't know exactly, you know, how he does that, but he does do it. It's amen. very amazing. Amen. Amen. I needed a word from him this morning and I just happened to open up to the book of Psalms and, uh, he gave me a word there. I think it was in Psalm 31 or 34. It was about him being our refuge, him being our rock. And that was exactly what I needed to hear at that moment. Well, I'd like to just, uh, since we've we're kind of covering this uh, topic. I want to move into something in the Bible. In uh, the reference is under First Corinthians two, and let's see how far into this section I want to go. Is it oh, two nine? Uh, no, First Corinthians two twelve. I'll just read this. Sure. And you guys can follow around. I'm in I'm in the King James and it's uh, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. And it goes on to say, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Uh, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Okay, so right here is exactly what we are talking about. Without that surrender to the Lord and giving our will back to the will of the Father and being filled with the Holy Spirit, what we're doing is we're trying to understand his book apart from his understanding. And the way I like to explain that is like, you know, if you... Uh, try to understand a book or a movie, for instance. There's nobody that can explain that book or that movie except the person who actually wrote the book or wrote the movie. That's right. And so any other interpretation is not going to be as good as the uh, the author, okay? So that's why it's so important that we get it straight from the Holy Spirit what we're reading in his book. And that's exactly what is being explained here in 1 Corinthians 2, um, 
four, uh, 13 and 14, because I'm saying in the scripture, it says, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. See, he actually does the teaching and he does it by comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, what does that mean? I'm going to explain it. And this is critical for the Christians to understand because the Holy Spirit has a way of teaching. And it's right here in, in uh, Corinthians, which is Paul's writings, right? Mm-hmm. So we go on to understand what this means. What is a spiritual thing? Well, spiritual things are interpretations of tongues, tongues, um, miracles, uh, works of wonder. The Bible talks about prophecies, um and also healings, miracles, all of those things, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, uh, dreams, and visions. These are all spiritual things. And he compares them with another spiritual thing. And you might say, well, Susan, how does that exactly work? And so I'm going to give you a, a Bible example, not, an, not even one of my examples. I'm going to give one straight out of the Bible. I'm going to talk about uh our dear friend peter remember the disciple peter in the bible who denied jesus three times yeah yeah that one (laughs) that guy okay so there is a point where god gives him a vision of a blanket with the meat on it do you remember that yep and he you know he sees this blanket with this food that has normally been off limits for him and he goes no lord no then god shows it to him a second time he's like no lord no (laughs) in in regular peter fashion he says that (laughs) yeah (laughs) But, but the third time he's like okay he gets it now what is god saying he's saying that those foods are now okay for him to consume okay so we jump on to the next section in the Bible, and Peter is uh, approached by these people that know a guy named Cornelius. Cornelius was Gentile who was uh, devout uh, to the Lord. The Lord said uh, through an angel for him to find this fellow Peter. So he sends for Peter. Peter comes. They pray. And what happens next? Cornelius and the people with him uh, received the holy, the baptism of they the Holy Spirit, saved. which was in a dry location, by the way. And they got saved, and they were speaking in tongues and prophesying. So this was exactly the Holy Spirit teaching Peter through two means: first, the vision of the food, and then the encounter with uh, Cornelius. And so the outcome of those two spiritual things, one was involving an angel, the other was a vision, was the revelation was that Peter was to take the gospel to the Gentiles. Amen. That was the revelation. And so that's how the Holy Spirit teaches today. He is unchanging. The Bible says God is the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. And so he literally teaches the same way that he was doing with Peter in the New Testament. Isn't that exciting? That's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. 
and I can see it myself. I've had many instances where he's confirmed through one uh, event and then another. And then you receive like a revelation from the Lord. So we have to be sensitive to the teachings of the Holy Spirit. And the only way to get there is through communing with him, through prayer, uh, making more time for him. And just uh, asking him to uh, reveal his word to you. Exactly. And you may exactly. have to ask him a few times. I had to ask him a number of times. And finally, yes. um, like I was telling you earlier, I just opened up the word of God one day and I got it. I got what yeah. he was trying to say to me. Now, there's other parts of the Bible that, you know, I got to study a little bit harder and, um, you know, and, and look at some references and talk to God about it. And um, but, yeah, he wants us to know his word. He wants us to know him. He he desires that. I mean, he sent his one and only son to die on the cross so that, you know, which Jesus is God, but to spend eternity with us. He wants us with him forever. Right. And and why why should we deny him? I mean, he is the creator of the universe. You know, uh, I do this page, Facebook page called Without Excuse. And that's where we focus on amazing things that God has created in the world that makes uh, Romans one twenty come to life, which is, uh, you know, even the nature speaks of the Lord. And so that we would be without excuse. But, you know, I want to point out this one thing the Lord showed me that one time that he's both a telescopic and a microscopic God. It is this generation above all the past generations that came before us that because of these tools, because of of these uh, tools of telescopes that we have and microscopes that we are able to see these miniature worlds and we're able to see these worlds in outer space. And one of the things you'll see on our Facebook page uh, without excuse is that some of the images of the space nebula are awfully similar to some of the things that you'll see under the microscope. And what is that saying? It's basically saying this was all done by the same God, you know, and look at the range. I, I mean, we're talking things in outer space that are huge. And then we're talking about these microscopic things that you have to see under a microscope. That and is so, fascinating. He is fascinating. He is a God of awesome range and creativity and I'm asking people who are listening to this broadcast, why would you not want to have an intimate relationship with someone uh, like God? He is just, he's too amazing for words. And we are being lied to by an enemy who hates God and hates us. And uh, he has denied us access to God, not by anything but our own decision we decide and so the question i have today is will you decide for god and i i don't think you would be making a mistake you will never regret your decision to turn to jesus ever you know people come and go in our life god will never leave you never. Once, once you receive him as your savior once you you know uh 
surrender completely to him, he will never leave you nor forsake you, not even for a second. In fact, he has never left you to this point. He watches. He's waiting. If you have not received Jesus, he is waiting for you to say those words. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me for right. my sins. Oh, even his correction is um, loving. Yes. Yeah, he is Papa God. And so he disciplines you in love, you know, not to hurt you, but to bring you actually closer to him. Amen. And that's his goal. His goal is to bring you to himself because he can't really come down to our level because we're sinners. So what he has to do is bring us up to his level and wash us with his word, the Bible says, and purify us with his blood. This is what the Lord is doing to us. And we are perfected uh, by the blood of Jesus when we make a surrender to him. And then he continues to sanctify us with his Holy Spirit through his word, through understanding him, through a relationship. And um, that's what he's doing every single day but isn't that great to know that because jesus died on the cross for us that uh, we are perfected at the point we choose for him there was one point i was home at the time nobody was home but me and i was just worshiping and i was in my dining room at the time and i said oh i'm so glad i chose you i'm so glad i chose you <laughs> and i I walked into my kitchen, I threw open the Bible, and I looked down at the page, and my eyes went to the scripture exactly, I chose you. <laughs> and I, I, I love that. So shocked. Okay, I'm here to tell you there are 33,000 verses in the Bible, by the way, <laughs> and this is what I see. I was stunned, Okay. And I was also humbled at that point. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Didn't uh, Jesus also say that the Father is the one that draws us? Yes. Yeah, Jesus said that. So if you're feeling today like you're being drawn to God for the first time, then, you know, take him up on that invitation. Receive him today. Ask for forgiveness of your sins. Repent. Turn away from your sins. You know, some people think that because you're a Christian, you're boring. Let me tell you something. I cannot even tell you how many exciting times I've had with God that in the world, the things I used to do in the world pale in comparison. In fact, there is no comparison because the way God has interacted in my life is more exciting than anything I could have ever have done in the world. I, I agree 100% with you. And if the God phone rings, pick it up. That's what I have to say. <laughs> amen. Amen. And you know what, you guys? We are here for you. If you have any questions, any further questions about Jesus, I'll leave our contact information below this video so that you can contact us. But if you're on the fence today, and you, like I said, you have questions, please do um, reach out to us. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we... 
are very happy when people make a decision for the Lord. It's, uh, it makes our day, doesn't it, Dina? <laughs> oh, yes. I remember when I first started in the ministry and I would, someone would email me and they'd be like, I just received, you know, Jesus today. I would literally put everything down and start jumping up and down because it was so exciting. Because another soul was being, their name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life and they were going to heaven. And you know what? Not only was I rejoicing, but the angels in heaven were rejoicing. And I'd like to take a minute in this uh, interview to just say, um, you know, I get a lot of uh, emails and messages and comments from people, uh, you know, just, I don't know how many, just so many. And I wish I had the time to answer everybody, but I no longer do. Uh, but I just want to say, I, I read your comments and I am, my heart is so warmed by everybody that uh, we hear from who are making decisions uh, for the Lord or Amen. finding closer relationship with the Lord after being in a lukewarm church for many years. All of these things are very, uh, they help us. They help us to keep moving, to keep doing what we do. And uh, we hear from you all. We just can't answer all the mail. That's, so I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, no, we same. Love, we same, love everybody. Same <laughs> so. thing on my end. I received so many comments from all of you on YouTube and on Facebook and in my Facebook messages. And you guys send me messages. And I do read them all. So just so you know that. Um, but sometimes I just don't have the time to respond. But just know that I do read them all. And also, um, we're praying for you guys. We're praying Amen. for the people on YouTube and all social media. So, Amen. Um, yeah. But you guys are amazing, and we, we do appreciate you very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I appreciate you, Dina, by the way. Just want to say that. Well, I appreciate <laughs> you too, sis. <laughs> well, you guys, I really do um, thank you for being a part of the show. Is there anything that you wanted to add, Susan? before we bring this to a close today? No, just that we are going to be doing this every week. Uh, we're having a good time, and uh, we want to explore more topics with everybody on, you know, uh, about intimacy with God and things of God. So we hope that uh, this will be a regular visit that you make with us every week right dina yes absolutely lord willing we're gonna do this every week and i'd love to have you guys you know i'd love to hear your comments um even if you know you have questions you know we can address that in our in our next series or our next uh program next week so if you guys have questions or there's something that you want to hear about then um please let us know we do pray before we do these programs so we we invite god most of all to um, take control and to speak for us and to anoint it but um, if there's something that you guys want to hear then we you know we'd love to hear that and pray about it and um but yeah we're gonna you know as long as the lord has us on this path we're going to continue to do it in jesus name amen and we ask that our listeners uh pray for us yes and uh Keep us in your prayers, and um, we'll just be happy to, you know, uh, talk about whatever the Lord puts on our hearts to talk about. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes. Please do pray for us. We need those prayers, you guys. 
But we love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you, Susan, again for joining me on the show. Amen. Happy to be here and uh, hope to see everybody next week. Perfect. All right. God bless everyone.